Hello, everyone. It's Eddie Ryder with Designers Lane Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I want to remind you to subscribe to this and other podcasts. And we're going to jump on over to my special guest. Thanks for flipping over. We have our special guest today, which now we are going to say hello to Gina Strong. I get that right. So great you're here. Thank you for having me. I am hopefully going to make it through everything. I've got a little bit of a um, congestion, but we're good. I've taken all my pills, so I'm good. And I'm not (laughs) contagious. So that's a really, really good thing. Now, to let all of our listeners know and our viewer, to my left shoulder and your right shoulder is our little cheat sheet that we have all of our questions. So we let everyone know about that. And you are with Builders First Source. Did I get that correct? That is correct. Builders First Source. And for our listeners who are kind of around everywhere and viewers, uh, that is in Central North Carolina. So is Builders First Source only in North Carolina in the Raleigh-Durham area, or are they kind of about and through around? No, we're throughout the United States and beyond. We have been in business basically 25-plus years. Wow. One of the largest, I think we are the largest now, uh, building suppliers. I love it. In a couple of our pictures, um, we have the the showroom or the store, the location in Raleigh-Durham, which that used to be another company, correct? It did. started... I think in the early 60s as Carolina Builders. Carolina Builders. Came stock I wasn't building born supply, in the early 60s. Came BMC. Now the building is Builders First Source. Builders First Source. And we yep. do have some really amazing and cool pictures that we went through a couple of weeks ago that you tuned me, um, showed me that we're going to put up and show everyone. So um, we're going to give you a little bit of a, a test over quiz on Builders First Source. So um, it, you said it's been in business since how long? 1998. 1998. Yeah. And then you're responsible for what territory? Uh, just the Raleigh market and, and a little bit beyond. Okay. Uh, mainly Raleigh, Cary, Apex. Okay. So would you say um, mostly Wake County? Although I did look at a plan just the other day that was Harnett County. <laughs> I was going to say, no, it, ext- it definitely extends outside of Wake County, Johnson, Harnett, okay. uh, even Eastern North Carolina some. Now, I don't know this answer, and for the people that maybe be listening Chatham in California County. or anywhere else, Wake County has is pretty big. So can you give us a diameter, maybe 80 miles, 90 miles? Of... <laughs> If we do Raleigh's the center, do you maybe go twenty miles each way, thirty miles? So each we way? go. So from we're we're pretty centrally located in yes. Raleigh, where our building is, and we'll go up almost to Greensboro. Okay. Um, and we'll go as far as east of Wilson, Greenville, North Carolina, okay. that way. Um, okay. So that's more than that, then. Yeah. Because west towards Fayetteville, but we don't cover Fayetteville. That's a different market. Right. Um. So it's a pretty broad territory. That is a pretty broad territory. Now, uh, we were just talking about this a little bit earlier. I like to get a little bit of facts. Uh, And then you had mentioned this to me the other day when you're actually helping me. We're working on a project together. And I came in and took some pictures, which was really cool. (laughs) And uh, you told me something that I wasn't aware of, which I appreciate and value, is that you represent a particular level of windows and doors on a project. Is that fair to say? Correct. And that level... um, we always work in other podcasts. We talk about budgets and allowances, and then there are great windows that are cost-effective, but you represent the higher end, the more luxury windows. Would that be accurate to say? Absolutely. I am the premium label line window specialist in our market. Okay. Um, 
which basically means your higher end windows for that can do more custom products. Right. Um, higher end homes, not your typical home that's going to have your vi basic vinyl window right. in it. You would come to me for that. So what materials are the windows now that you mentioned vinyl? Um, I've received a huge education over the years that windows can come in different types of materials. What are the windows that you represent? So specifically, I represent, it starts probably with a fiberglass product or um, a composite type product. That's okay. the on the lower end side, auto, okay. and it goes up to an a rolled form aluminum to an all extruded aluminum product. All extruded aluminum, and which is a solid aluminum product, is going to be your higher end product. That's amazing. And I, I'll tell you, as I tell one of the builders I work for, all that woo right over my head. I was <laughs> like, is that black or is it white? And then it's amazing because every time you learn something different, mm -hmm. and there's a huge difference between the windows, you know, oh, whether yeah. they're fiberglass, they're vinyl, they're clad. I know a couple, one of the projects we're working on now, magically, you were able to take. Um, although they look like four windows and order them in two and mush them together in what do you call the center part? It's it's a, called a field mulling system. Okay. I'm not going to re-pronounce that. <laughs> uh, and, but it looks like it's one big, huge window that right. has four smaller windows in it. So Correct. there's tricks to that. Um, you said it was okay to talk to you about numbers and budget. Would you say that let's say seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars package window package is where we need to start at for someone to visit you so sure absolutely in a higher end home I'd say you're gonna be in that if you're in a middle range somewhere in that sixty to eighty thousand right. dollar range right. is what your window package is going to run depending on the specs um, and Higher than that, I'd say the really higher end packages go somewhere from around eighty to one hundred and fifty. Okay, I usually try and budget and allow for between hundred and one hundred and fifty. I think that's and great. The the biggest thing for that is the the cost of materials. I mean, Absolutely. the same window today, five years ago, is what twenty percent more. Oh, probably more than that. It's probably <clears throat> so, thirty or more. So that is a, a huge number and a huge difference. So something to plan for, for sure. That needs to happen. Um, so the showroom you talked about are in multiple locations. Um, for someone who is interested that wants to go in, what do they need to do? Do they need to just show up? Do they need to call someone and have an appointment? I know I just kind of show up uh, and call you. <laughs> well, the that's what lot. you do, Eddie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so what is the proper etiquette or protocol for someone that wants to do windows with you? So all of our locations have... I guess a mini showroom, you could say, but there's okay. not a lot of product. The location that I'm in at 3000 Yonkers is your main showroom. It's okay. going to have most of the products that someone would be interested in. That's the Raleigh showroom. That's the Raleigh showroom. Um, I work specifically by appointments, but typically if you have a builder, they work through the salesperson and I am the liaison with that salesperson and the client Okay. Uh, to help them pick out and facilitate what what type of windows they want. So there's the builder, there's the salesperson, and then there's you, and then there's yes. the client. So am I just that bad of a person that I don't have another person? You just don't follow the rules. I don't follow the rules. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, I think I've skipped or missed a whole no, person. No, it's different there. with designers, too. <clears throat> okay. So you would just set up an appointment with me, and we would work through the process. Each each one is kind of a little different. A little different. Yes, yeah, good way to put it. Um, but we also have a sales counter for you have that a fabulous, someone could walk in. You have a fabulous sales counter, and the the gentleman who has 
came out to the parking lot and brought me a couple of things. Um, what's his name again? Rick. Rick is is um, amazing, and yes. I always laugh at him. Last time I was there, he wears his rubber gloves. He does. Because, <laughs> and I just I think that's amazing. And we do want to let people know that you um, focus on the windows, the luxury windows, but Builders for Source offers a lot of stuff. I was there Absolutely. a month and a half ago looking at flooring, looking at other trim. So there is huge. We're focusing primarily on the windows for you, right. but Builders for Source is large um, in that space. Have they built other buildings or do they typically take over locations that are already existing? Oh, uh, no. We have we have so many locations and some that we've purchased already up. We're currently right now building a huge window and door shop on the same property that uh, we're on at the showroom. Oh, wow. So um, it's just, it's phenomenal the amount of growth that we've had and we can offer the public and builders a, just a an abundance of products. It is. And I consider it still turnkey. Oh, because I, if it, we pick yeah. out the window from you, you're going to install it, make it look pretty, send over the bid, all of that. Is that correct? That, well, that is mostly correct. There's okay. some caveats in there, but mostly that is correct, yes. So what did I miss? So we will not install remodel type projects. Typically, oh, okay. we don't do that. Okay. Um, it has to be a full new build. New construction. Yeah. Okay, new build. We like to require that the customer has a contractor if they're doing a remodel. That Windows are very complicated, and you need someone especially that is educated in what they're doing when they go back to remodel and put in a replacement window, if you will. I think having each product's different. I think having an education on the windows is huge. Um, because most people, including myself, when they come in there, we know a little bit, probably enough to be dangerous and know what the real facts are to be right. able to come in that's in there. Uh, that's great. So I'm going to ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, a question, put you on the spot. Okay. How many locations do you think you have within? Just in Raleigh? 50. No, total. Oh, wow. I did know the answer to that. Is it like I, 500 no, or 1,000 or like I th- 100? I think it's in the... You, you, have all kinds of, you have all I kinds of say, notes written down. Well, I can't yeah, believe you Yeah, but I want to that. say it's like 253. Okay, so a lot then. Okay, yeah. wonderful. And would they be in primary cities? I'm just trying to set it up if someone is interested and they want to reach out to Builders for Source or they want to look at windows, and that's a great. What I love about your showroom is that you have multiple windows. It's just not one vendor. You can touch it. You can fill it. You can smell it if you want to. And I think that's a big deal to physically be able to see Absolutely. it. And every location, every market is just a little bit different. Um, say we offer high-end windows, you may go to a smaller market that, that doesn't, who would have to reach out to a market like Raleigh to uh-huh. help them facilitate that sale. You can access it, but they may not always have it in their showroom. Again, I keep saying I'm only one. I want to put you on the spot again. Um, is there a cost difference between, say, your showroom, your facility in Raleigh, than say one in South Carolina or the one in Greensboro? Uh, absolutely, it can be depending can on be. what the market's driving at the time okay. and and where when you're buying products. You know, typically for windows, no, they're going to be basically the same. Um, lumber and things like that could be could be could be different. I know lumber is, um, and it just it it seems like it's gas lately. I mean, it costs one thing today and then tomorrow it yeah. costs something else. So there's just a little bit of a sliding scale. I'm a big fan, and I believe, and I push potentials and prospects. Customer service has value, and then you have wonderful customer service personally. Thank and you. I'm assuming that the majority or all of builders for source through out their windows, whether you do it here or you do it in Georgia or wherever, is that um, are you guys in California too? We are. 
Wow. All over um, California. Is that they all offer that great customer service. And Absolutely. that has that to me is worth something. It's not always about if you're going to spend a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars on Windows to save a thousand or two thousand dollars and not have customer service. And if I have to take my time to deal with it, honey, it's gonna cost you more than two thousand dollars. I can tell you that right there. <laughs> My therapy bill alone. I mean, oh my gosh, can't do that. It's not gonna, not gonna work at all. So, um, our again, I'm cheating. Can the general public come and look? You did say that it's better to have a reservation or an appointment, not a reservation. It's not dinner. Um, to come in and physically look. It's is it better to have that? Because again, I'm assuming if someone pops in the front door, you're not going to give them. They may not even get you at all. Um, and it's it, and it's. Well, I want people to understand that you're not going to get or you shouldn't expect an hour of someone's time if you don't have an appointment. And that drives me bonkers when people come in. And now, granted, I come in on two wheels sometimes, but I know that I'm going to have about two minutes. I'm going to come in, grab something, and walk out the door. I'm not going to suck up an hour of your time because that's not fair to you or, or fair to the vendor. So we have... So, yes, an appointment with me, if you need to see me and get very specific on things, you're going to need an appointment. Um, the front counter's there to help you. We right. have Rick at the reception desk. We have Cheryl also there who's very knowledgeable. They can guide you and help you through things. Um, but And it's good. Anyone can walk in. Walk in, tour the showroom. Just, so it's not a to the trade. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just come in, browse, you know, get a feel for things, if you will, and then – if you need to see me specifically for Windows, then we'll set up that appointment and, and bring you back in where we can sit down and really look at things. So when I got that special go gold card to go upstairs to see you in your office and the other people. You, you got the gold pass. I got you. So <laughs> um, does every most facilities have upstairs, downstairs, or does it really just depend on it what it is? It just depends on the building. That building that we're in has been for there, like I said, Forever. since early 60s and this. We're just upstairs. It is. And I'll make a joke and I'll tell everyone, I think the bathroom that I went to in the back was from the 60s and it hasn't oh, absolutely been touched. it was. <laughs> it's the 60s. But hey, back in the day, it was mostly men doing the work. Now True. we have women. Absolutely. And they probably didn't care. You know, yeah. I, I care. I want it to look good. You have this beautiful showroom and you go to the bathroom and it's not so beautiful and it's not so fabulous, but oh well. We'll work on that a yeah. little bit later. Work in progress. It is a work in progress. So the next thing that we're going to do, which does require you to look over your right shoulder, is Drago, our lovely producer, is going to put up some pictures. And then um, our audience will get to see the pictures. This is why we encourage people to go to YouTube and then maybe Spotify down the road. They can see the pictures and the videos. And this also sort of rings some bells and opens things up a little bit for questions. And also that some of our listeners and viewers may say, oh, my gosh, I didn't think about that. And that mm -hmm. works. So this is actually the facility in the Raleigh-Durham area on Yonkers Road, Correct. which is in Raleigh. And then this is the building that was originally um, what Carolina, was it? Builders. Carolina Builders way back when. And I made a joke, and people can't see it, that I love your planners or urns by the front doors. And we're just going to assume that those froze when it got they down did. to 10 degrees a couple of weeks ago they here. Did. And you're going to have some beautiful geraniums in there Absolutely. in a few weeks. That is wonderful. So um, as is this kind of the color? I'm obviously very visual. Is Builders for a Source sort of blue, red, and white? Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. There you go. <laughs> I love it. 
And then um, I bet every one of those lights work too that shine up and it's gorgeous at and night. It, it, you can see it from the belt line. I love it. And the belt line, for let people know, you know, you can tell that we've been around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most people don't know line. what the belt line is. <laughs> it is. It's either 440. A 440. Yeah. There you go. That's wonderful. Really, really nice. So our next picture we have is picture number two is this I love. This is, and I, I laughed and you told me that you guys haven't done too much to it, um, which is nice. And this is the, would you consider a boardroom? Absolutely. And I would imagine that a lot of business has happened there over the last 55 oh, years. there's a lot of history in there. Right. That's the original, um, we call it the Oak Room. Oak Room. From when it was Carolina Builders and then owned to stock building supply. So it's been the Oak Room for many, many years. It has, and I love it. And you made a huge mistake by showing it to me. Oh, because every you time go decorate? We have, no, well... <laughs> We won't go down that road. BS. Um, is that I want to have our appointments in there from now on. Oh, well, I, I can arrange that. So, we'll look kind of small because that table is huge. It uh, is. That's in huge. The, but the one thing I took when I was or thinking about when I took this picture is, boy, there were probably some amazing meetings at this table. Mm -hmm. Because, what, 50, 55 years ago, or weren't 20 or 30 competitors, vendors selling wood mm -hmm. and stuff. There was one. So, right. Absolutely. I love it. And it was called the Beltline. I was going to say, and the the when it was Carolina Builders, the Beltline was called the Cliff Benson Beltline, who owned Carolina Builders. I wasn't going to say that, but yes, that is kind of cool. So, And I bet he has beautiful windows, or his family has beautiful I'm windows. Sure. They do. Wonderful. Next picture is um, we're downstairs now yep. in the showroom, and then we have some windows stacked up. Can you tell us? And yes, I can read. Um, the first one is Jeldwin. Just a little bit about there's one, two, three that happens. And I do want to point out that you can choose the color of the exterior. Mm -hmm. It's not painted. So black's really popular now, although I laugh. Black's been around for thousands of years. You know, hello, go to Europe and then look and yeah. see. Um, but how? what are we looking at right here? So in this picture, you're looking at a Jeldwin aluminum clad. The series is Sightline. Uh, sliding door in the front picture. And then behind it is uh, gel one sightline windows that you're looking at. Uh, double hungs. There's some casements back there. Um, but it is an aluminum clad. It's a powder-coated finish on the exterior. You do have multiple colors, probably 20-plus to choose from from most of these manufacturers. Interior would be a wood, the sustainable or paintable okay. uh, wood. So we get to choose our color on the inside. You can either have it. Uh, it's limited what the manufacturers do, but I I think it's a great idea to do a factory finish if you're doing white, black, okay, or some sort of stain. Uh, they do offer a few, or you can get it raw, and the builder can paint it or stain it whatever color they, they would like. The builder or customer, whoever's putting it in. Um, a lot of the time, I agree with you. I like having the white come from the, the manufacturer or the mill because my painter is fabulous or the ones I work with, but there is a different ballgame when it comes that way from the manufacturer. Yes. Now. We have to match the trim and the crown to it, but it's mm -hmm. not overly that difficult. And often you have a SKU number Absolutely. that you can give us, but it's not really hard. Honestly, I've taken samples and then given it to Sherwin-Williams or Benjamin and Moore and said, hey, what is this color? And they say it's pure white or Greek Villa or whatever. I think that works. Now, if you have a black inside, it doesn't matter um, because you're not going to be able to see it. But right now, Cabinets, a lot of the cabinets go to the ceiling, and then mm -hmm. that crown runs over it. So if you have a white cabinet, you need it to match. And in my opinion, whether it's worth something or not, having that trim casing painted to match the windows, I think is a big deal. And yeah. that's just as bad as having crooked 
wall outlets or light switches in a house that probably yeah. drives you bonkers too. So wonderful. Um, love Geldwin. And this is obviously one of the companies that you represent and that Absolutely. you can get. Wonderful. And the um, this is a door um, on the front. It's not a window. No, so that's a sliding glass door. That's a sliding glass door. Is that six, eight tall, six feet, eight inches that's tall? That's a six, or eight, eight okay. tall. Um, it's probably about six foot wide. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love we it. We can go up to 16 foot wide. I mean, we can do all kinds of configurations on sliding doors. Wonderful. So, and that also brings up another comment is that what's really great about you folks is you can kind of customize it a little bit. Some of the lines, absolutely. These higher-end lines, you can customize a lot of things. Wonderful. Wonderful. Love it. Next slide, Drago. So who are we looking at here? So this is more gelled when you're looking at still sightline product. You're looking in the front is a double-hung sightline product with no grill bars. Behind it, you're looking at uh, sightline, again, gelled when casement windows. Now, um, I know this answer. But I'm going to ask you, so our listeners, there is GBG, Correct. which is grill between the glass. It really should be called GBTG. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it's four. But GBG, drill, grill between glass. And that looks like what we have in that second row. Is that correct? Because there's looks like there's a little bit of a glare on it. So I think actually what you see is actually SDL bars. Oh, I, okay. I, it's hard to tell in the picture, but I I know for sure the ones in the back row are SDL bars. Okay. I can't tell for sure on that one to the left. I and I can't recall. Uh, well, I was just looking at the middle. So okay, that makes yeah. Me feel so better. that is a flat contemporary SDL bar on that middle one. It is, and the left it actually looks like the the trim is applied to the glass. So would that be considered an SDL? I'm white sorry. One. Oh, the white one. Um, it's hard. To, I can't tell. It okay. looks like an SDL, and okay. I can't recall what it is okay. in the show. Well, there'll be another um, picture that we'll be able to see uh, that that's on there. But yes, um, actually, I could be wrong. Some of those do look like they're applied. That's on there. But that's important to know when uh, someone comes in, they're looking at windows, is you have like the um, SDLs or you have the GBGs, the grill between the glass, I'm assuming is a little bit more cost effective. Um, then if it's applied to it. But if you want more of that authentic look where you have to clean each window physically, it's applied to it. Yes, and we do. I probably do more SDLs than I do GBGs in okay. the higher-end lines. Um, it's but more authentic. It, yeah, absolutely. It's more the curb appeal that you get on the front and things Huge. people really like. Uh, sometimes you'll do none on the sides and rear. It just depends on a preference. It's all... Uh, customer preference and what they like. It is. And um, some of my projects down in Wilmington and landfall area, we were, and I always, full disclosure, you have to get permission from your HOA. You have to know what your guidelines are and your rules. But that if there's views and stuff out of the back, we've done grills or grids um, on the front and maybe the sides, but in the back, done nothing. That way you can see yep. the golf course, or you can see the water, or you can see the lake. And truly, you don't know the difference between no. the two. I mean, it's just, and you want to be able to see. I personally think you see right through those grids and lines. But hey, if Gina loves it and it's your window and you're paying for it, then knock yourself out. Yeah, it, absolutely. Great. And people love unobstructed views. There you go. And when you're paying $2 million, $3 million for a lot, you want it unobstructed. So I'm right. sure if there was a way that they didn't even have to be glass there, they wouldn't even <laughs> have glass. So, but yes, I agree a thousand percent. So our next picture is going to be, this is really cool. This is from Marvin, who I'm learning a lot from. You're Correct. teaching me who I love. And we also want to remind everyone and remember you do these sliding glass doors and pocket doors too, correct? Yes. What we're looking at here is a Marvin 
a Marvin modern line. And modern, you can do really large pieces of glass. Okay. Um, it is That is a high-density fiberglass, um, but that is also a multi-sliding door. And a lot of times people are confused about what a multi-sliding door is versus a traditional sliding door. Can you explain the difference? Yep. So um, your traditional sliding door, whether it uh, parts in the middle or on the end, um, it's only going to slide a certain amount before it stops because there's going to be something that catches it there. Whether um, A multi-slide, you can take those panels where you have three, and it's going to slide, and they're going to all be flush oh. when you open it up. What is that called again if it's flush? Multi-slider. Multi-slider. That is really, really nice. Um, I know I can't remember if it's this one or the next slide we looked at. If I wanted to have this where it physically pockets mm-hmm. in the wall, Correct. which is a little bit uh, more of a contemporary modern mm-hmm. style, is that doable and reachable as it well? It is doable. It is doable. We do a lot of that, and it's, you can do it in just about every line. Do you agree, and hopefully the answer is yes, um, I don't want to kick you under the table, that's why the table's that far, <laughs> is that you need to know that ahead of the game. You can't come in after the plans are drawn and then been engineered to have regular sliding glass doors and say, oh, I want them to pocket into the wall. Mostly you, yes, you would definitely have to have that engineered up front or a lot of times people who decide they want to have to have their plans re-engineered. Gotcha. You're good, but I don't know if anyone's that good. So that's in there because you do have to have the walls re-engineered. Yeah. It's just, well, and on a multi-slider, your return wall is going to be much thicker where you can put a traditional slider in a 2x4 wall or right. a 2x6. Right. A lot of these you're going to need a 2x8 or a 2x10 return. So two by eight or two by ten. It just depends on how many panels you have. I mean, right. there's doors like this that have six, eight panels. Gotcha. So um, you could still, if you wanted it to be closer to ten inches, do a center split and then push it yep. to the left and then push it to the that. right. That's mm-hmm. in there. That's great. Um, uh, next slide that we have is from Marvin as well. Can you tell us these look like doors and windows to the left? So Marvin offers multiple series in their line. Um, They have a clad product. They have a fiberglass product. What you're looking at here, the door is a clad product. It's going to be aluminum exterior, wood interior, like we were just speaking about the gelled one earlier. So you've got multiple colors to choose from. And then to the left of that door is a fiberglass product, which is a, it's actually a wonderful product. It's a fiberglass exterior, comes with either a wood interior or it can be fiberglass exterior and interior Uh Um, comes in casements single hungs and double hungs so there's a multiple things you can choose in that line to get the look that you want and you know it's also pretty contemporary so a lot of people will use it in a contemporary home it's a beautiful look a quick question on the doors um you said that there are colors to choose from what happens if 15 or 20 years down the road and it needs to be touched up or painted so the aluminum I'm not going to say that that can't happen, but Marvin specifically, their aluminum product comes out of the gate with a 2605 Kynar baked on finish. So it's the highest in the market. <laughs> <laughs> That's the highest finish in the market okay. that you can get at the moment. Okay. Um, you can get that in other lines to give you an example, but you have to upgrade to that and it will give you a 30 year warranty on that finish. Okay. Um, but Marvin's the only company that offers that standard out of the gate on their aluminum clad product. Everyone else is an upgrade to do that. So and that, that front that, door is aluminum as well? That is aluminum is, that you're looking at, yes. So I'm hearing that you really don't want to plan on painting that door down the road. Um, I'm not saying that you can't, but it would, if you were to paint it, 
99% of the manufacturers out there, it would void your warranty on the door. If it's 20 years down the road, your warranty would, you know, could possibly be out anyway. But if you five years in and you say, oh, I want to paint my aluminum door, I don't suggest it because it will void your warranty from right. every manufacturer typically. Right. Um, but it can be done. You, and I'm you thinking just have to get someone educated years, to paint is, aluminum. And I'm thinking to be able to do that. But maybe people need to take that into consideration sure. if it's something that – you feel like every 10 years, um, you know, I think front door, front door colors should stay the same forever and just touch them up and repaint them. But they do, um, I know with fiberglass, I'm assuming you can touch up and paint fiberglass. And then wood, obviously, you can stain or paint that's in there. You brought up a great point that is not in our notes. There's a lot of information now where people are painting their exterior windows because mm -hmm. they started off white. Mm -hmm. You know where I'm going. And they wanted black. And I very cautious what I respond in social media because I get attacked all the time, yes. which means, hey, that's your life. You know, I'm from Apex. That's what we do. But I think that it voids your warranty. And I think you just answered that. So, yes, it it is clear in every warranty product with most manufacturers. Um, and you can access most of this online to any of them that it, if you alter any of the manufactured process of the windows and doors. I Period. Have period, it will void your warranty. I had this conversation with a customer yesterday who didn't actually buy the door from me, but I was on site at a, looking at another, she bought all of her windows and she wanted to, she said, what if I want to paint my door? And I, no, she wanted to put glazing on her glass is what it was, a tinted glaze. Right. And I said, I would check into that because I don't know specifically, but I can tell you about a lot of windows and it will void your warranty on your door. Yeah. I'm, get a little bit concerned and I'm very cautious with what I say, I, whatever the rules say, whatever the warranties um, are noted is what I believe that you need to do. Mm -hmm. If your windows are 30 years old, then knock yourself out, do yes, what you want to do. But there's certainly a trend and we know that trends come and go that they're painting their windows. And I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh my gosh, if that window has a 15 or 20 year warranty and the window is only five, five or six years old and they painted it black, they're done. They're yeah. toast. I mean, you're going to have to physically replace that window yourself. So good to know. Next picture. I've, clearly, I love Marvin. Clearly. <laughs> so what do we have right here? So you were looking at now, you're looking at Marvin's aluminum clad double hung window on the front. That is their push out casement on the far right. And that is their aluminum clad slider, the larger one there with a wood interior. So that's showing you a wood interior with a a prairie grill pattern there. Um, I love that prairie grill pattern. Yeah. That is really amazing. And then it's showing you that that can be stained. So the, the wood is stainable, paintable, like I was so saying. So it is wood. It is wood. On the 99% of any clad product is going to have a wood interior. Now, is that stainable wood for the exterior or the interior? That is stainable for the interior. interior. It would be aluminum exterior. Okay. Love it. I absolutely love it. Now, um, you brought up a, um, a point that we want to talk about. So there are a couple of different types of windows. There's a double hung, which is mm -hmm. the black window, and that's physically where you slide them up and down. Mm -hmm. There's a casement, which is higher end. Correct. A lot of people call them crank yep. because they open and they crank out. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm seeing, I call it a piano hinge or an awning window where yep. it swings up and out. Do you have that ability too? We, yep. We, most every manufacturer is going to have an awning window. Um, you, you're seeing more and more of that yes. in the market now, right. and it's pretty common in the contemporary ones where they'll do a big fixed glass on mm -hmm. top and an awning on the bottom. Out. 
So yes, absolutely, you can do that. In your opinion, um, if it needs to be, I'm assuming it needs to be covered. It needs to be in a port. Is port? Is there a water issue that can come in? Because I know regular windows, there's all kinds of stuff and flashing where these piano hinge or awning swing windows that come out, they just land back on the top of the like a countertop material or granite material, and I'm like. Golly, they don't have hurricanes, you know. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, is does it does it matter where you live? Like, it's fabulous in Arizona and um in California, but maybe not so great in Florida or South Carolina or North Carolina, where we could have rains. Gosh, ninety hundred miles an hour rain that goes sideways and upside down. <laughs> so, depending on what the application is, if it is like what you're describing, a pass-through window, say at a kitchen counter or right. something, that's typically going to be covered and you're going to be okay. okay. And it depends on the seal of the window. And and there's multiple seals typically in these types of applications. There's some that you can get flush or some that you can get raised. A, a flush one, yes, you're going to have to be careful if you're power washing the exterior of your home, for instance. Great example. Perfect. I mean, it's not a problem if you've got a huge covered area, right. but if you go to power wash your home, then yes, you're going to get water under that window. If you do it with a typical traditional raised seal, you're not. You're going to be protected. That doesn't mean you're blowing forceful water on it that it may not leak at all or get a little bit of water in it, but it should not. It also means that I'm going to have a trim piece on the bottom. Correct. The countertop material is not going to be smooth. So Correct. what I'm hearing is that to lay a towel or a rag down, That's if you have idea. a big storm. <laughs> good idea. And it'll catch the water. And when you have your house power washed, is tell the guy not to exactly right at it, and then that'll hold it. So now I'll say this: most most manufacturers will also, when you purchase something without a raised seal that's going to protect that, right? You also sign saying you understand there's no warranty for water intrusion. I see a lot of the the no track or anything, and yeah, that was the now. the first thing. And they're and they're in kitchens or they're in yeah. bar areas, and they swing out. But they do have covered roofs, and that could be part of the conversation. And again, we tell people, hey, bring this up with your architect on the front side. Yep. Um, it's just that it's better if you have that little bit covered area. And you can, we joke about the power wash guy, but you can always let the guy know that power washes it. You know, yeah. don't shh, sit there at it. The dogs love it, and the cats freak out over it. But it makes sense not to push water in there. Yep. But I would, I would, you know, we don't have hurricanes that frequently, but I would, it's a beautiful look. Roll me up a couple tiles and stick there. And then, you know, you're believe me, during a hurricane, if it goes over your head, you're going to be worried about far more than that window leaking. I mean, oh, heck, sure. you may not have windows when the storm passes. It may all be gone. So who knows? Who knows? So, Drago, our next picture. I'm off of Marvin. Yeah, you <laughs> You stopped. So I'm off of Marvin. So who is this that we're looking at so now? So we're looking at Anderson Windows now, who've been in, around for many, many, many years. Uh, one of the most popular names probably in the- Anderson in, is That amazing. most people would know. And Anderson makes a multitude of products as well, from a clad, aluminum clad product like we were talking about with the other two lines previously to a FiberX product. They also make a vinyl clad product. They're one of the only ones that I can um, have that is a vinyl clad, and that's what they built their reputation on was that it's the 400 series. Um, it's been in the market for 100 years. Um, but Anderson's a great window for sure. I think it's amazing, and they have a huge market uh, share, Yes, um, which I think that they don't have to advertise a lot because they offer a great product. Uh, that That's fantastic. Now, 
This is a GBG. That is a GBG. <laughs> that is their 100 series FiberX product. Um, that is, it's a composite product that um, Anderson molds with, I'm not sure what, it's some sort of fiberglass type product. I don't right. want to misspeak on that, but it's molded with some type of wood particles to build, and they mold it in the factory to build this type of window. It's a and little, it's still smooth when we're in the showroom. Oh, yeah, it's very smooth. I was smooth. concerned that it was going to have a like a goth ball dimply texture to yeah, it. Yeah, no. And it is smooth, smooth, smooth all day long. And then behind it, I don't know if, if our viewers are able to see this, you have the shades that go in between the glass that's in the wood stained casement crank window. Yeah. So that's uh, Anderson's E-series windows. You can, that's a high end aluminum clad product that you can do a multitude of things in as well. And you can do um, blinds between the glass and several of the lines, but Anderson E-series is one you have a little bit more flexibility doing things with. I think it's amazing. Absolutely love it. Again, a stainable wood on the interior. I like the stainable wood. You know, we're starting to float back to more natural shibui yeah. colors that come in and stain works. And uh, although I, I do tell people that stain starts out great, but once you paint it, it's really, really tough to make it go back to stain. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take you a lot of labor and man hours. You mm, kind of have to sand it off. Uh, and there's a lot of there. crevices in window trim. Uh, uh, didn't even think about that. So, yeah. Uh, I won't even make the joke that it's 100 years old. It should have crevices. <laughs> That's in there. So, Drago, what's our next picture? Okay, so this is your Western Windows system. This is a multi-slide door. It's an all-aluminum product. Um, that's a 12-foot by 8-foot tall multi-slider that you're looking at there. So it's pretty wide. It's pretty wide. You can do a lot of things with this door. It's very thin rails and styles, so people love that. Little cleaner look. Little cleaner look. Uh, comes in three, four basic colors. Mainly what I do is black, but it does come in white, a uh, tan color, and a, a shiny silver color. So no purple. No purple. Nothing should come in purple, <laughs> window-wise, at least. Or maybe. Um, But they do have a custom line. We could probably get purple. Oh, gosh. Don't tell Drago that. Uh, <laughs> He's going to want a purple door. How wide can this physically go? So I think the I think I can go up to twenty six foot. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow! So you can go really, really wide. Yeah, which I've done that, and it had it was either three or four panels going left, three or four going right. And then what about height? I can go up to ten foot tall. Okay, I learned a really, really good lesson from uh, DSA Doors a couple of weeks ago, and then also the um, ITC, the cutter rep, mm -hmm. is that they don't recommend going much over ten feet um, because of the warranty issues, and they have a tendency to bow. Uh, and then mm -hmm. we see doors, especially on the West Coast, that are much taller than that. And DSA doors and a couple other distributors like you start running into a little bit of warranty issues or the door becomes $50,000. It becomes incredibly expensive. But, hey, that's what you want. It can be done. But sliding glass doors, we need to let people know that it pretty much stops at 10 feet. Yeah, and there's a few things out there you can do a little bit bigger. But you, what you run into is the glass manufacturer not being able to manufacture the glass that big without, and you without get a break in. It. You got to get it into the house too. Yeah, those panels there weigh two hundred plus pounds a piece. Ooh, it's going to take more than two people. Yeah, to get that inside, even it's very heavy. Ten of me. Um, the other thing you brought up a great idea is that say if the window is ten feet and you wanted a twelve foot look. Can we not do transoms Absolutely. or lights above mm -hmm. them that um, still are stationary? They don't move, but when everything's closed, it gives the illusion that it's much, much taller. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can do that. I, I've done 20-foot tall walls like that. And again, another great reason to have you or someone on the team is there's, you know, I always say fake it till you make it, that you can <laughs> that you can kind of cheat the system and looks because a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, how do they get it in here? Or do they mm -hmm. lift it by a crane? Because, again, it looks like it's one piece, and it could be five pieces. I mean, where, but yet it's meant to look like one. One, I think it saves you a little bit of money. And people have to, you got to get it in there. You physically have to get it in there. Well, and a lot of times, so just to touch on that a little bit, is we have to, if, depending on the size, we require that there's some type of equipment on site the day of install that, like has, to, or, yeah, that has to lift it for you. Gotcha. Good thing to know. Yep. Ran into that with countertop materials before on the second and third floor in condos down at the beach. Yep. They were like, oh my gosh, we got to go over. And it's like, hey, have you got a lift or a boom? Yep. And you're paying a gazillion dollars an hour to wait for someone to show up that's physically there. Yep. We laugh about making sure that it physically fits. A quick story is I had furniture that was delivered to a job this year. And the stupid chair, well, the chair wasn't stupid. It was beautiful. But it fit through the door to get into the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> So very aware now, and I took every foot, every leg, I turned it, twisted it, swore at it, everything, and it did not fit. What did so you do? It went into another room. Oh. <laughs> because when you buy it direct and wholesale, you can't take it back. Right. That's one of the things. So I've, you know, I'm constantly learning. I've been in the business for a long time, and I don't think that there's a month that goes by or even a day that I don't learn something. Uh, that's all I, I learned something every day as in well. your showroom with you a couple of weeks ago. I think I learned three things and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I had no idea. So it's far more than making it look pretty and nice. That's the easy part, which I tell people all the time. Our next slide is this is a close up. I think this is where we were talking about the GBG and I have, right. I have just smashed this horse into the ground <laughs> clearly. So you can see that there is glass on both sides of it. That's, that's in correct. There. And it looks like, does this have a little bit of a detail in the metal in between the glass? So most of the GBGs, well, it, it, it varies by manufacturer, but that one is called an OG, which is a little sculpted, okay. if okay. you will. And then sometimes you'll see a GBG that's completely flat. Okay. I, I think it's amazing. They're great for me because one, you can clean one paper towel versus the other ones, but it's not traditional. I mean, it's not, I shouldn't say traditional, it's not authentic. That's in there. So that's great. And I think I know what this last picture is. Yes. So it's an SDL. It is a, it's an SDL. But you, the reason I took this is you brought up that this type of SDL, and SDL is the vertical piece that's applied to the glass. You called it a name. It was something specific. This is this specific one that we're looking at is a putty bar. Putty bar. This is Windsor's. Putty bar. No, it doesn't mean it's made out of putty. No, that is just your old school traditional look when they used to really form uh, SDL. Well, it was it was called TDLs then? True divided uh, light. Yeah, in some form of putty, and they really? formed it that way. Oh that gosh. shape. Wow. So they kept the name. Correct. But it's not putty. It's not putty. That is aluminum. So they probably don't want to call it aluminum. No. <laughs> because that's very broad they, and very vague. They actually call that their tall putty bar because if you can see at the top, that putty bar comes even with the depth of that sash. Which is all important and amazing. And yes, because sometimes, sometimes they set back right. and you can see the difference in that. Right. I love it. I think it's nice. And your this also looks like it's a little bit thinner. 
that the grill and the putty itself is a little bit thinner, which everyone thinks that, oh, that makes it to be a little bit more traditional. I think it could go either way. I think it could go either way. And that the one you're looking at, seven-eighths of an inch, they also make a five-eighths of an inch. So, so apex math, seven-eighths, almost an inch. Five-eighths is a little bit smaller. It's a little bit more than half an inch. Correct. There you go. I almost had to whip out my tape measure and look at it <laughs> and count. So I know you probably have that all memorized. That is fabulous. And who is this manufacturer again? This is Windsor, Windsor. Manufacturing. And then Windsor is from or out of? Windsor's out of um, Iowa, but this particular plant that this is their pinnacle line is built in Monroe, North Carolina. Ooh, where's Monroe? I've heard Just a lot about Just outside it. of Charlotte. Outside of Charlotte. Yep. I got you. I may be going to Charlotte in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Uh, that's on there. Okay. I think those are all our pictures. Now we're going to go back and then wrap up a couple of our questions, which we may have already answered. Um, oh, something big. Number seven, time frames. Uh, time frames. <laughs> it should have been number one. Where are we? I know that I like to order windows, whether we needed to do it in the past or we need to do it today, pretty much when we break ground, because you don't get your windows at first pass. No, those days are gone. <laughs> uh, the days of ordering them when you start the build typically are gone too. They've come, the lead times have come down a lot. Okay. Uh, the manufacturers are getting back into somewhat what I think is going to become our new normal. Right. They've gone from 22 weeks down now to around 18. I've got most people trying and saying they're going to get to around 12 weeks and that's going to be a standard. Okay. So you're three months out from the time you order windows, if it's a clad window, before you'll see them hit the, my dock and then it's got to get to the job site. Well, and a reasonable larger scale, more custom homes, it could be three to six months before you're ready for them. Absolutely. And so sometimes that doesn't matter, but it's very important to get them, you know, be on top of that. Well, I know last year we were 20 plus weeks out. Yeah. And it was like, well, the project is just going to have to pause because we can't do, um, and I'm sure that you know this, other parts of construction, the rough end materials on, happen on the inside, the plumbing and the electrical and the heating and ventilation. That typically can't happen until the windows are in, period. Correct. And I have been as far as 28 to 30 weeks out. Really? Yeah. But you think they are getting a little bit better? They're, they're much better um, than they were, for okay. sure. Um, so where this is going is we want to encourage our listeners to know what the heck they're going to do and order the wind. I, again, I encourage people, when you break ground, you need to be on top of your windows. When you Agreed. get your plans from the architect, even if you're a month or two out from breaking ground, meet with your window wrap. Figure out what you're going to do because, again, you're not going to walk in and two hours later sign off on an order. No. It's, usually, <laughs> and it's just, not going to happen. Just to touch on that, um, for the people listening, it takes weeks to finalize your window order. We are brave. I would say month, if not plural, months. I'm probably being a little generous. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'd rather be honest with people. I know that the, the last couple of projects that I've done, the last one that I've worked on with you, I think we've been working on windows for at least two months. Yes. If you walk into my office and you know exactly what you want, you're probably a month out before we can order windows. But what's the likelihood that's going to happen? Almost Neil. There you go. <laughs> Even with me. I think I know what I want. And I come in and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks great. Or I may say that, hey, I want this window one, two, three, and I have it all pretty much figured out. And you have to do the dimensions and the rough openings. But you may come back and say, that window has been discontinued, which I'm going to freak out that it's on your floor. And then two is that you may say, this is beautiful, but it's going to take 10 years to get in, yeah. which is not doable. 
Um, and I know that, full disclosure, I called you a couple of weeks ago and said, okay, well, we're going to do this particular window. Who do I need to bake a pie for to not get it in 18 or 20 weeks? And you were like, no one. And so Nobody cares you know, about the pie. <laughs> no one cares about the pie, clearly, or the cookies. So it's just we want to encourage listeners and people out there to know that it's going to take some time. It's not going to be like going in and buying a gallon of milk. doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter who you know. Doesn't matter how great the pies are. That's correct. It's just not going to happen. So these manufacturers are so busy as we all are, but I mean they just don't have a rush program, and the you can order can't pay an extra five percent. Nope, they don't <laughs> care because they just basically how it works is you order it, you order a hundred thousand dollars worth of windows. That order goes into production. They order your parts the next day. You can't change it. We can't alter it typically. And then you say two weeks from now, oh, can they add two week, two windows to that order? They they just can't. Okay, it has I, to be a brand new order. I want to highlight and underline an asterisk, something you just said. Okay. When it's ordered, you can't change it. You cannot. You eat it. You like eat a piece it. of pie. Yes. So. <laughs> Name it any flavor you'd like. Right. So <laughs> if I sign off, which is the client also signs mm-hmm. off on a window that's two feet wide and three feet tall, mm-hmm. as an example, and they decide two months down the road or a month down the road or two days down the road after it's signed off and it's sent to you and that, hey, I don't want that window anymore or I want it bigger or taller, tough noogies, right? You eat it, not you. Yes, Client eats no, it. No, th- th- that's accurate, and that's with every manufacturer. Typically, there's a 24-hour window. Um, some don't allow that, but there's a few that do. Well, I cheat and hold it for a day or two. Because 50% of my people, oh my gosh. And I still have, um, I had a project that finished about six months ago, a year ago, and they ate two doors in a window, but they knew it. Yeah. And I mean, and I was like, I'm not even going to tell you that, you know, you're going to eat this. And they're like, no, it's just, it's important for us not to be able to have it. So again, it's nice to look at your elevations, look at the plans. You do a wonderful job, as do I'm sure everyone in the team about, you go through with every window and you talk about it and you Say, do you understand? This is six eight is six feet eight inches. If it's eight oh, it's eight feet tall. It's this wide. It's this wide. You know, it has this. It has that. So there is no. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was rectangular. I thought it was square. Right. Well, no, it's not square. It's rectangular because that's what the plan says. That's what's physically ordered. And I make just as I'm assuming you do. The clients have to initial every single page, and then they have to sign the whole contract uh, in there. That way, it makes it more final. And I know that clients and people are going to like, well, golly, Eddie, you've ordered furniture, you've ordered stuff over the phone on a word. Not really the best thing to do. I don't do it on windows. I mean, and I don't do it on stone and I don't do it on front doors because it gives some type of finality to it Mm -hmm. uh, and that it happens. So, well, I would highly suggest if, if anyone takes anything away from this, especially when you're talking about a high end window package that you ask me, who's preparing your quote a million questions. Yes. And I prefer that. And read every single detail. Read the details. You know how many people don't read it? They just go to the last page, look at the number. Yeah. And, (laughs) excuse me, hope that it's in budget. Yeah. Sign it off. I go through everything, check it. I do it on my little, I got one of those big fancy-smancy iPads that's as big as my head, and I go through and check everything off because it matters. I mean, it absolutely matters. So, I'm assuming you were just kind of joking. You don't want everyone in the world texting and calling you, asking you questions, but their local person and their local rep to get it straight. And with that, how can people 
look for um, your company, Builders for Source? Um, is it through social media or website? What's the best way for them to find out? Well, we, we're on all social media. Our website is bldr.com. Builders so, for Source. There you go. I was so thinking, what is the L? It's bldr.com. Okay. Okay. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Okay. So you can reach out to us through any of those. Okay. Um, or just give us a direct call to any of the locations. That all is, the locations are located on the website. And what should people plan on when they set up an appointment? It's going to take them probably a week or two to get the appointment set. Mm -hmm. What is super helpful for them to bring for that vendor or to you? Should they just bring their blueprint? Should they have some pictures? Or is it like, you know, just bring your blueprints and come in and let's look and see what you have? So I like to tell um, all of my customers to come in, let's browse around. I like to tell them to start with what they want. You right. know, they they may want a Cadillac but can afford the Honda, you know, but let's start with what you want. We can go backwards from there, and then there'll be multiple meetings on top of that, honestly. Go home and process right. everything that they, they see and the things that I educate them on on Windows because most people don't understand Windows and know that there's a bazillion things right. that go into putting that window together. It's true. It's not just glass in a frame, which I don't know that I used to not know that either until I started. Well, you know, and you do. You, I mean, there's a great edu education that people have to learn. What about is it helpful that they bring what their allowance is for the windows? Um, I don't necessarily need that, but it's absolutely something good for them to know. Okay. Um, they can share that with me and I can kind of direct them. Um, Just because you said Honda and a Cadillac. But if you've got a Honda budget, I'm not sure that it's going to go to a Cadillac. Yeah. And most of the time. You're probably not going to be meeting with me if you have a lesser budget. That's right. going to definitely go through either our sales counter or some of the sales teams. The sales teams, I'll deal with a multitude of window lines, too. They're just not the premium lines right. that I deal with. Right. So, And that'll help di us direct you to the right person as well great. if they know their budget. That's great. Super to know. Well, I have ran my mouth for 48 minutes. Can you believe it's been I that long? I can't believe it. So, I know. It's easy to do. <laughs> Thank you so much. And again, you Thank gave you us your social me. media. It's been wonderful. We've learned a lot. And again, if people want to reach out to you, it's Gina Strom, yep. like Vaughn. Yep. I love that because I went to school in California. You know, there's Vaughn's, yep. you know, grocery stores. They yep. sell liquor in the grocery stores in California, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world. So and I wasn't 21, so I didn't drink any of it. Um, so it's wonderful. And we're excited and highly encourage people to check you out and to go yeah. look and get a better understanding of the windows and doors. I think that's Absolutely. wonderful. Again, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. You bet. What an incredible guest. I love Gina. And boy, did we learn a whole bunch of information about windows and doors. Don't forget to check them out. Look for them on social media. And again, we got to remind you to subscribe to this podcast so you know about this one and other ones come up. We want to close this particular podcast out with my terrific three items. We're going to pull these back up um, and use ideas that she talked about. Uh, the first one, you've got to be sure and plan for these delays. I've said this multiple times. Um, it's just we they're getting a little bit better. She said that they're down, what, 12, 13, 14 weeks, but still allow for that time frame to happen. And then don't just also remember to think about these, your windows and your doors. Uh, 
probably as soon as you get the architectural plans is a great way to look at it. Just make that allowance and then allow for that appropriate time to physically take to get in. Um, there's nothing worse in the world is to think it's going to take, I don't know, four or six weeks to get in Windows. And all of a sudden, the whole process is going to take 20 or 22 weeks or even 30 weeks um, by the time you start planning. So uh, definitely think about that. Number two, have an understanding of the color of your windows. Right now, obviously, there's a lot of black windows that you're using, and I'm thinking about the exterior. Um, have a really, really good idea of what you want on the exterior elevation. And then it doesn't hurt on the inside. Remember, she said that there's some that come from the manufacturer already with a color, and then there's some that you can paint. That helps to know what that is going to be when you go to that meeting. So have a really good understanding on the outside and the inside. There are a ton of applications. There's a ton of um, pictures that you can look online to get an idea. I would just suggest that you stay consistent on the outside. If you do black um, on your windows, make sure that you do black on everything. If you do white or if you do an ivory color on the exterior, make sure that that's consistent. And again, also remember that there's some cool colors other than white or soft white or black that you can do on the windows. Just have an understanding of the location that they're going to be and is it appropriate for the architecture on the style of your home. And I think that you will be great. The last thing, number three, is that B word, which I keep bringing up, budget. You really need to know what your budget or what your allowance is going to be for your windows. So when you go meet with that vendor or you go meet with that rep, you you have something to talk about because, again, if your allowance or your budget is you know thirty five forty five thousand dollars for windows versus a hundred hundred fifty or two hundred thousand dollars, they're going to be very very different. This also allows you. If you need to put more money into the window package that you can maybe pull it for some other areas, again, windows are one of the very beginning, very first things that is a large expense that you're going to order, and you're going to have to pay for it, and you don't want to make that mistake. So make sure you have a really good idea of what that budget and what that allowance is going to be. We're at, We're almost finished. Um, thank you for joining in. It's been wonderful. Can't let this slide by and wrap up without thanking my two wonderful sponsors, Jenny Blanton. She's going to handle all of your real estate needs in Central North Carolina, even a little bit further. Look her up, Google her. If you have any real estate needs, any development needs, give her a call, see if it's something she can help you with. And also Dogwood and Company, they're going to be primarily in the Wake County, Southern Wake County area. If you're building a new construction luxury home or doing a larger scale remodel, give them a ring, shoot them an email, see if it's something they can help you with. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.